She's April. And she's Molly. And we are the Book Besties. Just like in there. I needed more. What else? Where was I? You need to breathe. Maybe she, she's just a puppet now. Some blue frozen guy and some chick in space. That's your genre. Daddy? Porn from the 80s. I've done the science. I literally had to shift in my seat. Adorable and nonsensical. I still think this is better than Fifty Shades of Grey. It's like you needed that long exhale. I don't know. <laughs> it's this book. I mean... Yeah, I'm still getting my voice back from um, yeah. being sick. Yeah, being sick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long week, and I feel like... It's been a long two weeks, and I feel like each day is just running into the next... I have no stories this week. I have, like, no catch-up. I, I mean, my life is just busy work right now. Yeah, I mean, that week after Thanksgiving, you know, leading up to Christmas, it's like... I'm just tired. Like chaos. Yeah. I mean, work is busy. I've been, um, uh, I had a vacancy in my department, so I've been interviewing people, which is Mm -hmm. just like so much peopling and it's exhausting. Well, and you gotta be on for that. And Mm -hmm. mm, yeah, it's a lot of extroverting. Yeah. It's a lot of extroverting. I had a lot of extroverting this week and we're filming this episode later than what we normally do because we normally Mm -hmm. have it filmed a week ahead, but it's due, like, it was due to Tom yesterday, so. Oops. We're behind, and I'm so tired. So tired. How about a synopsis, then? Well, I mean, we probably should tell people what fucking book we read, Molly. Oh, I, oh, yeah. I have it right here. Okay, so, um, I don't have this book. I probably won't ever buy this book. I'm so mad at myself for buying it. Planet Barbarians by Ruby Dixon. This is the, the first book in this plethora of a series. Holy this shit. This cover, if like... you're if you're watching online, this is the special edition cover that they basically re-released the special edition cover to be that cartoony romance cover that's like so trendy right now and it's like all over because the TikTok. Because of but because it became popular because of TikTok. The only reason they got the re-release. I think that I think that it's in part that they re-released this as the cartoon cover, but now the first four books are in the cartoon covers. It's just so and it's wild. just like, oh my gosh. Listen, we picked this book because we needed something like silly. Ridiculous. We needed something we, ridiculous. We've had a lot of heavy lately. It yeah. It's just. It's been. Yeah. yeah. And we had a cancellation from a guest and it's okay. We'll try to reschedule that guest, but we just decided to slide in. A quick book. Honestly, I went for stupid. That's what I picked. I picked stupid. I actually suggested it to you. I didn't really think you would pick it. I go, I go, I want stupid. (laughs) And you go, how about, and I go, that sounds stupid just enough. And look, guys, if you're a huge fan of this fandom, look at me in the eyes. We're we're having a conversation here. Don't listen to this episode. This is not the episode for you. Like, just, just. Come, I mean, maybe you do need to listen to this episode because, like, we love Twilight, Molly, but we recognize that it's garbage. Like, like, okay, just realize this is satire. 
it's our honest opinions. Like, we are not here attacking this author who is, like, making money. We have no qualms on that. Good for her making the hustle. We're just saying standards. Molly, you can say we're not attacking the author because you're an author and that's her community. But as a librarian, I have a different goal than you do. (laughs) Let's get into the synapse. Let's do it. Um, when Georgie, when Georgie wakes up from a rough sleep, fi- finding out she has been abducted by aliens should be her biggest concern. It is not. She discovers that they plan to sell her along with the ship full of other women she is on. With the other, there's a bunch of other women there, and she is on a ship. I worded that wrong. When the aliens. <laughs> See, I am doing really great, guys. When the aliens who have abducted them start to have ship troubles, they decide to drop the cargo. These th- that hap- This cargo, of course, happens to be a ship full of young 20-something virile women. Mm-hmm. Who, um, When they drop these poor women wh- whom they've abducted in their sleeping clothes, of course, where do they drop them? On a planet full of ice. On a top of a mountain. Makes sense. Of course. Mm-hmm. And it's covered in snow and ice, mm-hmm. right? Like, where else would you leave women in just pajamas? I mean, on, where on else? Of, of course. Um, after the crash, Georgie becomes their leader by killing one of the the only alien left. Mm-hmm. And um, she pretty much gets voluntold to go search the mystical, not ice planet for food, water, help, way home, something. Mm-hmm. And um, this is when things finally get interesting for Georgie. Georgie eventually cross paths with an alien, Vectal is his name, who introduces himself by performing oral sex on her. I mean, of course he does. The book gets wilder from here, if you guys can believe that. Let's just say sex, monsters, and the kindest ice planet barbarian you ever have met. Um, I guess let's just talk about this wild ass book. I, like, I don't, like, I'm, like, I was, as soon as I started writing these questions, I was like, yes, yes, I, I, yes. I read through your questions and I can't believe you were able to even come up with this much content. But, I was like, I mean, how like, are we going to fill an hour with a book that's only a two hour audiobook? I did it though. You did it. Well, we'll see, I did it and let's not- see if we fill the hour. Okay. So disclaimer, if you're a huge fan, you heard me before, we're going to fucking just be honest. The, this bitch is getting used tonight. Just Welcome. <laughs> Um, you know that TikTok again. sound. Uh, what about hello? How are you? <laughs> That's the first meeting between Vectal and whatever the fuck her name is. What's her name? Uh, uh, Georgie. Georgie. That's yeah. the first meeting. It's like yeah. but, she's just waking up, and he's all face deep in her <laughs> area, just like in there. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Okay, um, literally. Consent's a thing, y'all. Um, before we dive into Ruby Dixon's world, let's talk about her specifically. What did you think of her writing style and her storytelling? Um. <laughs> Come on! It's not good. I mean, like, arguably, I still think this is better than Fifty Shades of Grey. A hundred percent. hundred percent. I thought that the dialogue was a little cheesy, um, but you're dealing with somebody that doesn't 
I guess, speak the same language. So it's sort of like a Jane meets Tarzan situation. Oh, it's Beauty and the Beast, Jane Tarzan. Yeah. Um, Thick. Yeah. It's full of like every cliche and geek sci-fi nomenclature that you can like imagine. Like they called the planet not Hoth. Oh, I have qualms about that. We're going to talk about that. So I don't know. I mean, I won't. I won't read any of the other ones, and I'm mad at myself for buying this one. Um, I I don't. I'm know. more mad at myself that I was invested in their story by the by like by the time we finally get to the end of the book, I'm finally invested in their story, and that's where the book ends. And I'm like, why am I invested? I why am I invested now? I like, couldn't ever get invested because it was just fucking. And as we've said on this show before, that's not what I look for in a romance novel. Right. You like a slow burn. I like a you slow like burn. It, it doesn't have to be a slow burn, but I need there to be a relationship. Like, right. I don't just want the sex. And, like, they greeted each other through sex. Right. Uh, so, so you are Lexi Gray? Your heart is in your vagina? My heart does live in my vagina. Ask my husband. My He'll tell you. Yeah. Yep. So, okay. So, Ruby Dixon is a pen name, of course. I mean... Ruby fucking Dixon, right? It, I wouldn't have known that. It sounds like a real name. It, it, I thought it was a stripper name, honestly. But... Oh my gosh. It, it sounds like a stripper name to me. But so Molly Big doing- sounds like a stripper name. Okay, cool. Your name was Molly Johnson Biggs. You were the Biggs Johnson wedding. How is that not, like... A porno? I have no idea. Yeah. Don't, don't encourage people though. Don't, 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 don't encourage people. Um, so I started doing some digging on her website. She actually mentions that she writes under another pen name too, Mm -hmm. but the fans have been trying to figure out who she is for a good long while, I guess. Hmm. And I, I, um, I don't know if you got to see the link I found about it, but Mm -hmm. the most recent one talked about how that the closest this this blogger was able to get was finding her other pen name out. Like they're getting no information from no one. So she really is very guarded of her private life. And stuff. I couldn't, and I, even really ta- I couldn't even tag her on Instagram. Nope. Like I, I found that very interesting mm-hmm. that especially something this popular, you know, usually the publisher wants them out front. They want them doing press. They, and they're like, it's cool. Whatever. Yeah, but to be like, fair, there are 20 books in the series. And the original yeah. print of this one was... It was a, long, it was a while ago, wasn't it? Um, El- Ice Planet Barbarians was originally self-published in a different form in 2015. Okay. Ice Planet Honeymoon, which is the sequel to this one was self-published in 2019. Hmm. And then after that, she just started popping them out. There are 20 of them. Interesting. I'm betting they're all self-published on Kindle Unlimited and that these cover releases are the first foray into um, traditional like, publishing. It makes sense. I mean, a lot of her covers do look... Uh, 80s? Photoshopped. Photoshop. The first one, for, like the original cover for this one, uh-huh. looks like a porn from the 80s. Yeah. I haven't seen That's porn good. from the 80s, just to clarify. That's just what it looks like to me. Like, 
Right. Porn from the 80s. Porn from the 80s. So, um, the story. It's just it doesn't a have a story. That's the point. Yeah. Like, so she makes concessions for things just so that she can carry on the story. Right. But, right. like, one of the so, things that we talk about on this show is when authors, like, write too much. She didn't write enough. And what she and did write wasn't enough to interest me in reading the sequel, even though part of it is in this copy that I own. <laughs> you just didn't feel like turning the I was page. just like, nah, can't be bothered. She couldn't even, she wouldn't even turn the Can't page. be bothered. Can't be bothered. Um, so- Actually, I think it's the whole book might be in here. Go ahead. Ask your question. Yeah, it's a novella. Yeah, the whole thing's in here. Can't be bothered. Can't be fucking bothered. Did I lose you? You need to breathe. No, it's, just, it's just so funny. You don't, you finished the book, but you didn't finish the book. And you don't usually like DNF that far in. So it's just well, funny. Well, I, I listened to the audiobook. So right. that version, right. that wasn't in the audiobook. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. It's not like you were like in the middle of reading the physical copy and were like, fuck this and closed it and put it to the side. I probably would have. <laughs> I know you would have. 100% you would have. I'm just saying. But Molly, different. still not the worst thing I've read this year that you picked. <laughs> Moving on. So the nuts and bolts of this, of this first, the storyline. What did you think? It's just a kid, get, a girl getting kidnapped and dropped on a planet. Mm-hmm. The premise seems pretty original. Did it play out the way it should have, though? No. She got knocked up the first time they had sex. Like, and she just believed that she was pregnant. He told her, you're pregnant with my child now. And she's like, oh, yeah, co- of course I am. Like, no. I, I mean, why and then wouldn't she goes the back, bluish gray alien tell her the truth? Why wouldn't he know that he got her pregnant the first time? Of course he would. He would know a, a female human's body that he's never seen before, that he explored the first time he met with his tongue. And then when her friends on the uh, spaceship are like, girl, how did you get knocked up? She's like, well, I didn't know that I could. Nobody's questioning the fact that she's only been gone for two weeks and she's like pregnant. Nobody, nobody. Completely fucking logical, right? It's just, it's... No, but you know what the best part is? (laughs) Come on, come on, hit me with the best part. Come on, on, hit me with the best part. I'm using that. Oh my gosh, the best part is when they find find the spaceship. That's the... Oh, Jesus Christ, yes. Okay, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. Oh, dead. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'll try to hold my comment. Till then. <laughs> Molly, I actually... I gotta fill the time. I actually bought this book because... I heard about this book before you picked it, before we had talked about it and we put it on pod. Uh-huh. And I thought Tom would enjoy it because he likes oh. he likes sci-fi romance. It's one of the genres that he does read right. often. Uh-huh. And so I bought it because I was like, oh, I'll just give it to him when I'm done. And so, now, so now he's like, 
so that's the book you wanted me to read? The one that you're, like, I literally told him the entire story. He's like, that's the book you thought I would enjoy? And I was like, I didn't know what it was about. I knew it was sci-fi romance. <laughs> some blue frozen guy and some chick in space. That's your genre. I'm blue. If I'm green, I would die. If I was green. No. Is that I'm what blue. they say? I don't know. It's the I, I thought it was. Beat up and die. Yeah, that, that is. Yeah, that's what I thought. That's just, like, just what we used to sing in middle school. I that's what I thought. I don't know. But also, that's like one of Tom's favorite songs, so he would know. Because why does he like techno? I don't know. I don't know, but he does. It's a stim. I like it. I love the rhythmic beats. It makes me just feel all comfy. Well, it's not as bad as my son. Sam listens to, watches EDM music on YouTube uh-huh. with bouncing laser lights. Like a high that's, person. I heard. Like a high that's, person. And, <laughs> I, like, and that's what I, puts him to sleep. I mean, as an ADHD kid, our local pop channel used to play house music at night, mm-hmm. and I would turn the radio on for the house music, and I would listen to house music and fall asleep to house music at night. Yeah, I actually am, con- this is what makes me concerned that uh, Sam might have ADHD, because he's calmed by, he's calmed by the, the, Things, dancing things techno beats of the early 2000s that I was dancing to in clubs. Yeah, give him a little bit of coffee, watch him knock out and fall asleep, and you're going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> I get, the first time I get Piper coffee, Matt's like, no, she's going she's, she's gonna to get hyper, and you go, Matthew, she's my daughter. She's just going to fall asleep. And she drank half a cup of coffee, and I like made it all creamy and stuff, and she was like half asleep the whole day. <laughs> it's like, what witchcraft is this? It was like, caffeine doesn't What sorcery has done this? <laughs> I, okay, I like, so. Caffeine does not work on us the same way it does everybody else. So, it's like Benadryl. So, okay, so back to this book. She also oh, she, falls okay. in love with him, in love with him very quickly. Yes, um, I want to actually talk about Georgie. Let me get, <laughs> I think that's I what we're here to do. On track. Let's get back on track. Yeah, yeah when right. When we first meet Georgie, she is... Waking out of a haze, and one of the girls is just, like, magically there and explain everything to her, like Yoda, right? Like, it, 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 to me, felt like, here's your magical guy, don't forget to use it. What did you think of this and about Liz and the other girls? Do you think this had, they did this, like, to be accommodating for her storyline? Was this just, like, okay. what was the purpose of all this? So I have a question for you before I answer this one, because if okay. the, I need to know your answer to this so I can answer what I'm thinking. Okay. When you were in elementary school and you guys had like the period and sex talk, did they separate uh-huh. the girls and the boys? Absolutely. Okay. Did you guys have to watch a video of like a sleepover and the girl, yes! the girl got the yes! period and like the next yes. morning the mom made pancakes and explained what a uterus was? Yes. That was yes. this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that exactly this moment? It is awkward, uncomfortable, and funny. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Tom might have to turn the audio down for this episode. Uterus pancakes. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot about the uterus pancakes. 
<laughs> Molly, you know you what? Know that- you you want to know why I'll never forget about the uterus pancakes? Because my mom, when I came home that day, she like was was really open about sex and she showed me a condom yeah. and all these things and like we had a good conversation about all the stuff and all I really wanted her to do was make uterus pancakes like pancakes. the mom in the video. Like that was just such a gentle way to explain it to me with f- fluffy pancakes and syrup to explain how the egg comes down the fallopian tubes. I did it on a whiteboard for the girls. I literally drew um, a uterus and fallopian tubes and I explained the whole process to them and and Piper and Lev are just like looking at it because they like like their little engineer brains, right? Uh-huh. They like to see things in action. And they're like, that's pretty neat. And I go, until it's in your underpants and bleeding everywhere. And they're like, Yeah. <laughs> I was like, but it, it was science to them. You know, my, my kids. Well, it is science. science. It is it science. It is science. It is science. But okay. Uterus um, pancakes. Uterus pancakes, man. Fuck, I need a chair. That. This chair is so squeaky. Yeah. So the premise of kidnapping these girls is they live alone. They have no family local. They're obviously from North America because they have. Well, there's that one French chick, although she might be from French French Canadian. Yeah. Yeah. And they're all around 22, give or take. And they couldn't be pregnant, right? Like if they found they were pregnant, they. They aborted. Performed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. Was the author just being lazy or was she setting up our ending or did you think she just was writing this on a whim? Like, you think she was just throwing darts at a board and she's like, okay, I got 22 North America and just, how how do you think? I mean, I have a feeling that, I have a feeling that this is probably like the age range in which she is or was when she Mm. wrote, wrote this. Um, but, uh, it's human trafficking. Like we don't know exactly what these yeah. aliens were going to do with her, but they were clearly going to traffic all these girls. Right. Which, okay. So that, that in and of itself should have been an indication to Georgie that she could get pregnant. Like, yeah, I don't know, but, um, I don't know. Georgie's, I, I, I well, I mean, young girls are naive too. I mean, that's why you take the younger ones. They're confused. Yeah. I don't know. I, she was, I, I, I mean, honestly, it, honestly, I've never heard of this premise premise before. Like this was original yeah. to me, although I don't really read a lot of sci-fi porn and, but and I don't watch sci-fi is, porn. So I, I don't know. The, the, the thought bubble is original. Okay. Mm-hmm. Human alien, the way she gets there, real original. I just feel like it wasn't executed properly. And actually that's part of my next question. So let's just. I'll just jump right into it. Great. That's not a question. Oh, it's the start of a question. (laughs) I have complained in the past about authors over-describing and wasting the reader's time with adjectives. Mm -hmm. However, in this book, I think we could have used a few more. I need some more fucking paragraphs, not adjectives. My biggest Molly beef of this book is at times the author gets a bit lazy. Mm-hmm. She would pull from pop culture to fill in descriptions. For example, when we first meet our first round of aliens, she literally pulls from pop, the basis of pop culture and describes them as the green-headed two aliens. Mm-hmm. And, when I, and when I was talking to my Matt, I was able to change that premise in like 30 seconds in describing it to Matthew. I'm not And certain. I just don't understand why. And then what else? 
what else, where was I? Um, calling the planet not Hoth, that was just lazy. I mean, it just, the feel, just give me your thoughts, because I'm just rambling. Well, I'm not sure that this wasn't written, since we know it was first self-published, I'm not sure this wasn't written um, as fanfic. I don't know oh, of what. Um, or, you know, NaNoWriMo, and just get the words on the paper. Um, right. And there are definitely parts of this that read like stream of consciousness. Oh, 100%. So it could have just been that. I don't know. I needed more. It's not that I liked this book. So I needed more for that reason. I just needed more because the story was seriously lacking. This is a first draft. They were days away from where Vectal was from. They were days away. And the whole book is two hours. And yeah. most of that is just them banging. It's just. I This is a first edit. This is a first draft. Mm-hmm. This needed. This is an outline steady, with paragraphs that are written into the outline. This needs a steady hand of an experienced editor, a mentor of some sort. The, the premise is brilliant. And I don't, haven't read any of her writing. I don't know if her writing's matured, if it's improved. I don't know. I can't judge that. Mm-hmm. But based off of this book, it just feels lazy to me as a writer. And again, she can come at me. I've never been published. This woman is making the money I am not making in writing. Mm-hmm. But to me, it feels lazy. And that's why it is my biggest of this whole episode. This well, is there, my biggest beef of this There book. were definitely things in there that were... Um, I don't know what word I want. Pandering. There were words, Mm -hmm. there were parts of this that were pandering. So when Vectal is described, he's got bumps and ridges all over him, right? Mm -hmm. And of course, that's going to be sexy because it's literally on his tongue too. When he's, so when he's down on her, he has all these ridges. All I could think of is the fucking cat though. Like it it, it was gross to me. That's all I could think of and it made it gross for me. Well, and then he has that like thing above his dick and she's not sure what that's for knob, knob. and I 100% knew at some point in this book he's gonna turn her around and she's gonna get double penetration from him called it that's what fucking happened at the end of the book and of course when she discovers what else it's good for like when the first time they really have sex it's rubbing on her clit like and, and that right there she couldn't even describe it. She's like, you know, the rabbit vibrator. Yeah, it's just like that. Yeah, like, like, really, you can't. The book we're reading for next week. <sighs> the book okay. we're reading for next week. Apples and oranges, man. Apples and fucking oranges. When they describe the oral sex in that one, whoo! I literally had to shift in my seat. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. Uh, it's not the same. Not the same. My next two are just statements. Um, when the aircraft crashed and like they're taking assessment, only two of the girls died. I called bullshit immediately. If an aircraft is falling from outer space mm-hmm. onto a planet, more than two people are going to die. Right. Most right. likely only Georgie would have survived. Make Make that the edit next Maybe time. the only people who would have survived would have been the ones in the pods. I mean, realistically, right. but if you're trying right. to make this story. Right. But you know why all the girls had to survive, right? 
So they could procreate and help right. make more books. Yeah. It, I don't even think it was about making more books. It was about the blue men are going to be excited that they yeah. could have babies. Yeah. Um, my next one is also just a statement. When we learn in this book that whoever killed the alien is the new leader. Like, this somehow just magically made Georgie their boss. As soon as he she figured out how to kill him, they're like, oh, Georgie's the boss. That's the new rule. Kill the alien, make Georgie boss. It, it just was weird that that but was, that's like, how it how works. They, it just felt, it just felt forced. But that's how it always works. The strongest is the leader. But Georgie doesn't even see herself as the strongest. Yeah, but she killed the alien guy. Um, by end of chapter one, we finally jump into our Ice Barbarian Vectal's point of view. Oh How did you like this jump? I didn't mind having parts from his point of view, but you listened to the audiobook too, right? Yeah. I didn't like... a odd break in the audiobook. I didn't like how he was trying to, like, um, when we would hear her language. Yeah. So, like... On page 65 of the book, she babbles something in her weird language. Holy shit, these things are... I don't know. Something, something. I don't know. But it's spelled H-L-Y-S-H-T. Like, there's vowels left out of it. Yeah. Um, But, but I didn't, didn't enunciate... I didn't like the, the way that he said it. But yeah. I guess that's the way it's written. So, I just feel like that didn't make sense to the story. He could have he could have heard it in perfect English and still not understood it. Right, right. So um, that bothered me. I mean, but you actually get to know his character and he's a pretty decent guy. I mean, you know Yeah, for being a nice planet barbarian. Introducing himself by going deep in the Right. Which in that's the area. my next thing. I mean he greets her by performing oral sex. He calls her pubic hair adorable and nonsensical when he's first examining her and then he decides it he's is. just going he's just going to perform oral sex on her to introduce himself yeah that's what you do when you meet your mate apparently and, and he's just shocked that his magical penis will perfectly work in her magical human like you have the same anatomy dude how did you not think it was going to fit like there's even. I wouldn't I got think a George... it would fit. He was like seven foot tall, and she was all like five two and petite. I'm not sure it did fit. Maybe she she's just a puppet now. Oh, oh Georgie puppet! It makes me think of that of the sex scene in the Love Hypothesis, where he's like, "You can take it," and he just like spreads her legs wider and like just jams himself in her. Like, why are these authors always writing these tiny ass little women and these big honking over six foot men? Let's not lie. Most men that most women have slept with are not honking. Let's like be a little realistic but, here. And guys. here's the thing. Your height doesn't ne necessarily mean that your dick is proportionate. Facts. It doesn't. Facts. I've done the science. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, there is a George Molly has done I the experiment, so you don't have to. It was a different life and a different Molly. Um, there is a Georgie quote that I 
cackled at when she said this. I audibly was laughing out loud. Oh, I laughed through a lot of this. (laughs) I've dated guys who won't even eat my pussy, and this guy wants to do it as a greeting. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely why you fall in love with him. Uh Oh, duh. Within a day. So, Vectal has been... This is how he's described in the book. He has a lion's mane that is black fur. He has a tail. Mm-hmm. He is has muscles and a penis like a human man. Mm-hmm. Um, his skin tone is gray, uh, blackish blue, grayish blue. Mm-hmm. And he has fangs or tusks. I'm not sure. They use both phrasings. Mm-hmm. And horns. And then he horns like a ram. Yeah, and she holds on to those horns while he's licking her. Yeah. Um, Gross. He has bumps and ridges on his face and, of course, on his penis. Yeah. Because why? Rib- it's ribbed have- for her pleasure. Right. Um, when they first, I'd love to hear how you felt when you first heard the description of this creature. Why would I I, fuck that? That's what I thought. (laughs) How is this supposed to be sexy? I'm like, I'm sitting there listening to it and Matt's next to me and I'm just playing, because I play my video games while I do this. I know. And I'm like, Matt, why does that sound like Cowardly Lion? (laughs) And I couldn't unhear it. it. It's a humanoid lion. That's all it is with ram horns. And ridges everywhere. It's like you had a first year um, special effects kid make a creature and you had to write a story for it. I mean, I couldn't not picture Avatar with horns. That's what I was picturing. Right. But I've actually never seen Avatar, but that's, it's a blue guy. So. No, yeah. And they have a, yeah. Um, so what we're, yeah, ridiculous. So part of the struggle for Georgie and Bechtel is their inability to communicate, right? This is a major Mm -hmm. struggle in the two hours they're together. Um, it didn't stop them from fucking though. Yeah. They didn't need words when they had the language of love. Yeah. Whatever. They worked it out. Author near the end of the book gives them a magical fix. Oh my gosh. The cave that... <laughs> the cave that actually is a spaceship that Vectel's people were on spaceship, as a spaceship. Spaceship, spaceship. What? I said spaceship, spaceship, spaceship. Yeah, but why? Because <laughs> it's from the and... Lego movie and it's funny. Oh. It is from the Lego movie. Molly, Molly, Molly. Yeah, you need to be done with this. Molly, if you ever write a sci-fi romance, the way to overcome the language barrier is not to have a laser blast in her brain and magically fix it. That's not the way to do it. It really isn't. That's not the way to do it. It's definitely not. I literally went, well, that's convenient. Cool. (laughs) I, I honestly think she was like, okay. I need to find a way for them to be able to communicate fast. Well, she had a way. She had a way. The device that the other girl was yeah. wearing that she could translate, all she had to do was make that translate to them too. That they could do both. She could have written yeah. that from the beginning and then when that chick got there, they'd have a translator or give the yep. translator to Georgie. I don't know, but you had an answer. The answer was not... 
there's a spaceship that's been sitting here for a few hundred years that will somehow magically still turn on and know English and know that Vectal's family is not actually from this planet and know how to make it so you can communicate by laser beaming into your brain. But it can't get you home. Nobody can get But it home. can't get you home. It definitely cannot get you home. You are stuck here forever. You have to mate with the blue aliens. <laughs> We learn in this book that the koi is what's keeping Bechtel's people Quee. alive. Quee? Quee. Quee. Sorry. Quee. Quee. So it's keeping Bechtel's people alive. It helps them process the air on this planet. And Georgie learns from the magical computer, if she and the girls don't take it, they too will die in eight days, specifically eight days. What did you think of this emergency turn of events? I guess they had to have a reason to stay. I don't know. I I, I, I don't. Okay. So. Oh my gosh. The whole time he was talking about how his quee made him know that she was the mate. That she was his mate. Because he vibrated. Right? right. He vibrated. And then like all these people just started like when when his people came to rescue her people. They're all just like vibrating, popping all over the place. And magically these human women from a galaxy far away mm-hmm. are their life mates mm-hmm. and that's why they couldn't mate till now is right. because they never met human women right and um i mean it's fucking ridiculous and then the quee they get it by killing a beast they have to kill the beast and like raid it for its quee so so um it's stupid Han solo putting luke skywalker it's inside. exactly what it was it's he like sliced over the open the tauntaun and instead of putting Georgie in it, it, instead of putting her in it, he's like, here, eat this piece of it. No, not even. They cut their neck open and the thing oh, right. goes in the neck. Right, yeah, that that definitely made more sense. Here, please um, put your infected virus in my body. Right here in my neck. Super sexy. You know what? Now we're mated. I know exactly how they should do this. They need to make this a mock movie, like what we do in the shadows, like a mockumentary movie, like what you do in the shadows, and make Alan Tudyk one of the blue aliens. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Oh, I really don't want to see Alan Turn this into a comedy. Fuck the romance and sex stuff. Let's turn this into a comedy. Molly, if you get rid of the romance and sex stuff, you literally have no story whatsoever. But the queen, the queen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so we meet Bechtel's people and they see Georgie and the other girls might be the answer to their prayers. Little do they know, Georgie and the girls have been hiding six more girls. Did you think this storyline was necessary? No. But I, just to circle back, I want to go back to when she goes to Bechtel's like, village and he, uh-huh. she meets his ex-lover. Yeah. Why? Why? Not Why? necessary. Why? And then when he when they find out that there's more girls there than you know what there was before, and they like wake up these girls and they're like, oh sure, we'll go marry the blue aliens. And you know I mean, they really had only two choices: they either marry the lion men or die on the ice planet. They really didn't have any other. They choice. could have left them in the pods. They could have just left them. Make girl, left girl sickles for the next generation to have. At least they wouldn't know about what happened to them. Like, 
True. Ignorance is bliss kind of situation. But the thing that bothered me more than anything is that one of the girls like gets kidnapped by one of the Vectal's men. And nobody and, Ve- and Vectal's like, like he'll have to deal with me later. Okay. I mean, maybe we should deal with that shit right now instead of fucking on like some piece of ice rock. No, we're not doing that. No, we're going to go get ours. We need the doggy style because I need to see, feel that little ridge piece above your dick in my ass. Then we can go save my friend. Hey, she wasn't too much of a fan of hers. She wasn't too concerned. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, the end of this book feels very anticlimactic. <laughs> Except that there are lots of climaxes. They, the people start mating. I mean, by this point, we're just desensitized to the sex, you know. Mm-hmm. And we get a final sex scene. How? Do, like, obviously, you know, I know how you feel about the end of this book. It's just, I right, knew it like, was coming. I knew it yeah. was going to happen. Yeah, she's all like, "I'm pregnant. Bang me now." I don't, I don't know. Uh, there is about a medium amount of sex in this book, I would say. What did you think? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a medium amount, but I didn't really find it sexy as much as I found it humorous. I mean, when she started comparing his penis to the rabbit, I just lost my shit. Like, he already was a blue cowardly lion, and now he has a, a sex toy in his pants. Mm-hmm. Like, Seems legit. Um, Final thoughts, April Goodreads. Fuck, I can't even remember what I gave it on Goodreads. Let me look. Final thoughts are that um, I... (sighs) I don't know. I gave it... Okay, I gave it... um, I I gave it one and a half stars. (laughs) And I said, this book is just laughable. I prefer romance novels with a love story. This book is just alien porn. There are parts I was laughing at the absurdity of it all. The book is the perfect example of social media spreading bad books. Most ridiculous of all is what it was that Georgie is able to have a laser beam to the brain and can now speak his language. No, dumb. Absolutely not. This book needed about 200 more pages to actually tell a story worth reading. This would have been a DNF for me if we weren't being covered on our podcast. Actual rating (laughs) 1.5 out of 5 stars. Listen, if we read a bad book that still has good sex, I'm going to rate it higher. Like, it happened one summer. Didn't care for that story. The dialogue in it was bad. But the sex was good. This book was just funny. Like... It was funny. Like, I feel like I read it as a joke. Which I guess I sort of did. we made Kate read it as a, like... Why are these things popular, Molly? I don't get it. I don't know. They won't touch my shit. I mean, did you think the sex was sexy? Yeah. Yeah, me either. No. Like, I mean, I, no judgment. He, no judgment. I mean, my husband likes stuff, alien romance novels, too, so no judgment. It's not... There was no consent. I have issues with no consent. From mm-hmm. the beginning, there was no consent, and... I have, it's a trigger for me. Mm. And I, I like, I mean, I texted I you that. So I don't like the break in. I don't like the break in. like, yeah. Thing. I don't like the, 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 the break fantasy. I don't like any of that stuff. It, no. It bugs. And so, and, and, and I just don't like, whatever your fantasies are, sure. Do whatever you want to do, but don't right. hurt other but, people. But, you know, 
And don't touch kids. Try to keep yourself alive. Yeah. But yeah, no touching the tiny humans. But um don't do that. But like this to me, it didn't read like a complete thought. It read like it read like um My first book, Fearless. I don't know that I've read that one. It's my first completed novel. Is it the sci-fi it's- one that you think has a plot hole? Yeah. Oh, I did read that. Yeah, it, it starts as one story. It's like a post-apocalypse thing, and then it turns into something else. Mm-hmm. And like in between, it's The Walking Dead. Somehow, yeah. Like I, that's because like, you wrote six- that book over like six years. That is true. It was like one, but it was one stream of consciousness that just kind of. It was know. an ADHD book, Molly. There's more it than one book is. there. Pull it apart. Right. I don't want to. I'm just leaving it alone. Well, that's fine. Um. I'm leaving it alone. That's fine. Uh, you want to talk about next week? Yes. Next week, we are reading this book, Spoiler Alert, by Olivia Dade, which features a plus-size main character with red hair named April, really having tr- difficulty separating reality from book right now. Which is a common theme in this book. <laughs> they their first sex scene, I'm listening to it on my drive home from work, and he's yelling out April, and I was like, hot damn. Daddy? No. <laughs> and then the, our, to end. And then we're ending the month with this book, Queerly Beloved, by Susie Dumond. Demond? I don't know. Something. It's Susie something. Something Susie. Um, and then we're taking a fucking well, break. Before fuckers. we take our break, well, we'll be taking okay. our break, but there will be an episode um, that Tom put together. It's a short, like, 10-minute episode, his take on Akatar. So if you want to know what my husband thinks about Akatar, I've already heard it. It's hilarious. It's funny. It's really funny, guys. It's funny. Um, I'm and- direct and to the point, and he has some good points, but... But y'all hear for yourself at the end of the season. Yep. And we're taking a break. Um, and we'll be back the second week in January to kick off season um four. F- five? Four. Four? Four. Um, this is three. Is this three? This is three. Oh my god, get your shit together, April. I'm the fucking out of I don't know. I'm the ADHD one. I don't right, know. We're done, guys. We're done. I don't we're know. Done. I'm so tired. <laughs> That's it, gang. We're out of here. We'll see you guys next time. April, I love you. I love you too, Molly. See you next week. All right. Bye, Bye, gang. Thank you for joining us on Book Besties. Don't forget to like and subscribe. The views discussed here are those of Molly and April and not those of anyone else. Today's book was Ice Planet Barbarians by Ruby Dixon. Your book besties are Molly Biggs and April Watkins. Editing by Thomas Watkins and music is... Sleep Sweetly by Prigida. Don't forget to follow the Book Besties on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. If you'd like to contact the Book Besties, please email us at bookbestiespod at gmail.com or our website is www.bookbestiespodcast.com.